So, welcome back to Raw, the second episode, a few months later, after I've, like, promised myself that I will record at least every weekend. Um, that plan did not pan out as it should have, but that's life, right? Sometimes you have aspirations and stuff like that you can't really execute. Reality is always different than what I seem to have in my my mind, uh, especially when it comes to planning. Like, I'm generally a pretty good planner, I would say, if I have to toot my own horn, but... Um, Sometimes the execution is hard, especially when it's something that you want to do for yourself, like work out or eat healthier or do some gardening or something that's good for your soul. You always want to, or at least for me, I don't know um, what the experience is like for other people, but from what I've heard from like friends and close family and stuff like that, people like that, um, I noticed that this seems to be a pretty like general narrative <laughs> like I plan to do all of these things and especially now with the new new year coming up um first of January is looming on us all uh although I don't really believe in all of that like um crap about setting goals ahead of time for the year and like you know building good habits in the beginning of the year. I don't know. I think that's all bull bullshit because um, like the calendar calendar years shouldn't like predominate what you are going or how you're going to live your life for the next 365 days. Like I think that's really stupid. I mean, come on, like, if you, okay, if it's something that you like to do, if it's something that motivates you, if it works for you, then by all fucking means, but like, 90% of us are human beings and we're going to end up, like, fucking up, you know, like, we're not gonna stick to our plans, we're gonna um, fail ourselves. Which brings me back to what I just said, like said at the beginning of the this episode. I've failed myself. I haven't recorded a podcast. I haven't taken a, the time out of my day to do that for myself. And like, that's kind of shitty. I should have. Because I had the opportunity to do it. But I decided to replace those opportunities with other things that were seemingly more important in that moment like fucking doing the laundry or like I don't know cooking or whatever like working even and well when you're an adult I feel like especially as a young adult you tend to feel this like responsibility to perform in a way that like, lives up to people who are older than us. So, or like, lives up to the standards of people that are older than us. But you have to remember that you are really worthy of taking time out or taking time to do something that gives you joy, something that other people might not understand or like something that's just for you that's totally like you need that you need to do this otherwise you're going to feel burnt out for the tiniest little things you know small tasks start to seem so much bigger than they really are because you are neglecting the little things that give you the energy to to move like to move on and to to build I don't know I've gone on a tangent again anyways so let's see let's see 
the last time I posted, first time I posted was on the 5th of September. Now it is the 4th of December. <laughs> oh my god. But it's fine. I'm not going to beat myself up for that. I didn't have a specific goal. I had like an artificial goal in mind. Like, ah, I should post every week and whatever. Like, let's be real. Like, nobody's listening to this podcast yet. Um, or who knows? Like, I don't know if anyone's ever going to. But um, during that period of time that I... <laughs> took a break <laughs> took a break from uh, recording uh, I cannot say that because I've only recorded once I don't even have an intro song or an outro song I didn't even do that yet I'm not at, even at that stage yet and I'm saying oh when I took a, a break it's crazy um, anyways uh during that period of time, it gave me the some time to think about what I want to do with this podcast, which I guess is one of the main reasons why I didn't record, like, additionally to, like, other mundane tasks seeming more important at the time of, like, me wanting to record. Um, other than that... Like, I started to put this kind of artificial pressure on myself that I should make something out of this. But I don't need to. I don't need people to listen to this. Maybe, like, I need to remind myself of my eight golden rules from the first episode. Maybe it will touch one or two people and we can become friends and, like, that's more than enough like that's more than i could ever ask for to achieve from this um yeah like i don't want more than that i don't need more than that i just want to have a space where i can talk and um that's for some reason it just feels good to be able to publish that that's 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 all there is to it there are other podcast hosts that are very successful in in this I guess form of creating content and um, they're much more knowledgeable than me they're older than me they've gone through more like they have make more experience with coming up with great topics to talk about but that's not what I'm here for I'm here for myself and I'm showing up for myself today so and if that can inspire you, fucking great. Then we're on the same page. So I was thinking about what I could chat about in this episode. And I probably mentioned something in the first episode. Um, like, but I literally, I, I need to be real with you. I cannot remember what it was. And I had it written down somewhere, but I don't remember where I put it. And that's okay. So, and you know what? Who cares? Because I feel more inspired by this topic that I'm going to chat about today anyway than I feel about whatever else might have felt good a couple months ago after I decided to start this podcast. So let's go with it. So I was thinking about, I was watching some like interviews. Um, I something about me I love 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 watching music videos and I love watching like the interviews you know those like interviews of um I think the channel is called genius genius lyrics or something like that anyway I will put it in the show notes um maybe the name is wrong uh, I don't know but I will correct myself later <laughs> I guess um they interview like artists like musicians asking them to sing with like just to a cappella their song and then they are interviewed based on the lyrics so for example 
what I was watching this morning um, was a an artist that is like literally up and coming. She's a South African artist, which is so fucking cool. And she's literally only 22 or 21 years old. Insane. I love that, which made me think like about a bunch of other things, which I'll mention now uh, in a bit. Um, it's just so cool to see South African artists and like people who are native of my country, like going so far, like really like climbing the ladder, like, I don't know, like proving to the world that we are super cool and awesome. And yeah, although we are far from uh, the countries that are producing like mega stars like the US or like um, the stars that are born through Eurovision and stuff like that in Europe um, when we are young it like in I think I can speak for a lot of South African young people young South African people and when we're young we are like watching American TV shows and like okay with my generation we watch a lot of YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that and um, we see these like mega stars on Instagram and and social media um, and they're all from the US or from some cool exotic country in Europe that seems so 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 far away from where we are and everything in South Africa just it's so the world seems so so big to us as young South Africans like it seems so big and to a lot of us it seems so unattainable a lot of us dream to travel and see the world and the unfortunate reality is that our economy in South Africa is not doing really great, especially not for young people. So a lot of us have to leave, like we're actually forced to leave, especially um, people who are educated. And um, most of the time, like most of the time, a good portion of the percentage of your school um, comrades, they plan leaving the country, plan to leave the country and to make a living um, elsewhere. So, but again, like it, it feels so huge. It feels so big, the, the world out there. And when you get out or when you, when you leave South Africa, it seems, and, and you're out like, like I have been, I've been basically living most of my adult life okay no I have been living all of my adult life in Europe and like look now now I get like reverse culture shocked because when I look back at the stuff that the uh, my friends and stuff are doing uh, back home I'm like oh my god like yeah I forgot that existed like um yeah Anyway, to get back to the topic that um, that I mentioned before, like about the South African artist that was interviewed by Genius. I love watching those videos because the artists are always like talking about the intention behind their music. And a lot of the time it's just they they explain a lyric, for example, and they're just like, I don't know, it just feels right. It just feels good. Like it has a good ring to it or a good beat to it. And we like overanalyze lyrics, like we analyze poetry. Like you don't have to, like not everything needs to have a meaning. Same, Same as with this podcast. Not everything needs to have a reason it just needs to feel right. And that's what I love about like the the general South African pop like culture because I say general because we have so many different cultures and we have such a huge diversity in our country. 
Um, but the oh, like the the general feel that you get from South Africans is like openness, friendliness, and just they just want to have a good time. They just want to have a good time. Like, and I got that feeling from uh, this artist. Her name is Tyler, and you might have heard her song um, "Water." And it just released this year, like maybe a few weeks ago. I'm not sure. Um, and it really blew up on TikTok. Um, what made her kind of famous was a... Um, I, I learned all of this this morning, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, I love her. She's great. Um, what made her famous was a... Um, video that was taken by a fan where she is during her performance oh by the way this was in Rwanda so during her performance in Rwanda she was performing water and during the chorus she turned around and she threw a bottle like a water bottle she threw it out onto her back and she was like shaking her booty and stuff like that. It was so cool. So cool. Because it's like such a cool move. Like, and in South Africa, we have so many amazing, like, um, traditional, um, like, forms of dancing. And she's literally using that on the international stage. It is so cool to see that. Um, when that song Jerusalem went viral, I felt the same way. You know, it was that song where, um, like, a, like groups of people would would dance together to that song. It's like that song that goes, Jerusalem, na 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 na, da 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 da. That one. I even I even did it. So at the time when it went viral, it was couple years ago like maybe two years ago by now even um I was teaching as a um at a at a private school a, a private school close to where I lived and that's a story for another day or maybe maybe for a little bit later so stay tuned um I even learned the the dance and I taught it to the kids that along with one of my one of my co-workers I love her to death and we still talk even though we don't work together anymore um we learned we taught taught the dance to the kids and we like um there was like a courtyard in front of the school and then we would dance the Jerusalem and people would stand and watch and it was so cool. It was just, it felt so, um, it felt like home. It was great to be able to dance like that with and share my culture with like children that have never been exposed to that amazing South African like openness. I feel like with our our dancing and with our music comes this feeling of freedom this feeling of like openness and and in like hospitality and invitation which literally every South African person would give to you like there's I cannot there's not one person who is South African living abroad who is not like hospitable and open our doors open to our neighbors our our hearts are open to everyone and I think that's just something that I'm so proud of and which brings me to the topic of today I just want to talk about how proud and happy I am actually I'm so grateful to have grown up in South Africa to have had that experience and opportunity I see it as an opportunity like if I had grown up here in, I live in Switzerland now, if I had grown up here, I would not have the same worldviews and like 
Okay, I'm going to be super real now. My podcast is called Raw, so I'm just speaking from the heart here. Um, from what I've seen is that generally European people, especially like... Um, okay, I I worked with like kids who went to a private school, so you can only imagine what they were like and what their world views were like but um also from what i've heard from like friends that i've made here and family members is that generally swiss people are very um a bit conservative like rather rather um rather not open like also there's not that like you know when you walk into a grocery store in South Africa and you are paying, you're like someone's, there's always someone bagging your fucking groceries. That's something I, I do not miss in South Africa because that was <laughs> for those who don't know. So in South Africa, when you do your grocery shopping, you can, um, you don't have to do anything. It's like a spa experience, literally. You go to the grocery store, you buy your stuff, you have your wagon, you put it onto the, um, like the band, um, with, with the cashier band, the cashier makes a little bit of small talk with you, um, you chat, you kind of chat back to them and they ask you like, oh, I like your hair, I like your whatever, and then you feel good and, um, and I don't know why, but cashiers at Pick and Pay, they always have red nails, like blood red nails. I don't know if that was just in my town where I grew up in Cape Town. I grew up very close to Bloberg. Um, I don't know if it was a thing there, but like for some reason, the Pick and Pay cashiers, they all wore the same red, red nail polish. But anyway, um, that's off topic. They would be so nice to you. And then there would always be a lady or a guy bagging your groceries at the end of the cashier line so at the so and that, that's super normal and she will ask you like do you want a bag do you want a bag and then most of the time uh i had bags with me but um sorry for the sound i just should close my whatsapp when i'm when i'm doing this anyways um and it's just such a nice experience. But in Germany, Switzerland, I kind of don't get that feeling that hardcore in France because I live on the border of France now, still in Switzerland, but on the border between France and, and Switzerland. And um, what I mean, what I what, what I'm trying to get to is that it's like a sport. It's like a high performance sport doing your groceries it's so stressful the cashier is no bullshit no bullshit and also these like self-checkouts are becoming super popular here like most grocery stores have that so that's something that was new to me i was mortified to use it for the first time because i was scared i was gonna break the machine or something i don't know I don't know. I, I've heard that Pick and Pay has them now too. Um, I'm not sure how popular it, it is, but... Um, and I haven't asked anybody <laughs> how weird, weird would that be. I would like call one of my old chummies from high school like, Hey, guy, dude, like, how's Pick and Pay now? Do they have checkout, self-checkout? I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I'm going going off topic again, but um, it's like a high performance sport doing your groceries in Germany and in Switzerland because they're no bullshit. They will not they will not look you in the eye. They will. The only objective is to get as many items from one side of the cashier to the other side of the cashier, and if you're not fast enough to get your wagon from the one side of the cashier to the other side of the till. And if you're not fast enough to pack those groceries, the people behind you will start to glare at you. I swear, the pressure is, the pressure is unattained, like, it, I cannot. And, um, wow, I, 
in the beginning, I literally could not go to the grocery store and like buy groceries by myself because I was too intimidated to to pack so fast. And I was, we went, uh, so I used to live on the German, on the German side of Switzerland, close to the German border. And what a lot of Swiss people do is that they go over the border to do the grocery shopping because it's cheaper in like Italy, France and Germany to do your uh, grocery shopping, especially uh, if you live close to the border, you kind of um, make use of that privilege to just quickly hop over and do your uh, groceries. So um, my family, my my in-laws and I would go, um, it's about an hour's drive from where where I used to live with them um, to go to uh, the closest German grocery stores. And on a Saturday and Sunday, that that town is packed, packed with Swiss cars or cars with Swiss number plates because literally everyone is doing that. The groceries are so expensive in Switzerland. It's actually like, it's highway robbery, like really. Um, I don't know how people are doing that who live in the like inner parts of, of Switzerland. I would not want to live there because you're just subjected to the price prices there. Anyways, um, yeah, it's like a, like a sport. And in South Africa, it's like a spa treatment going to the grocery store. And nobody's rushing you. And you know, it doesn't even end at the at the end of the toll, like after you've paid. It doesn't end there. You leave the grocery store in South Africa and you walk towards your car. Okay, in South Africa, most people have to drive a car to, uh, to do that because uh, South Africa is big and um, it's very normal for for even very young people to have a car and drive around. And in Switzerland and in Europe, I feel like it's very, it's not really normal to do that. Um, Because the public transport is pretty good here and it's very accessible compared to to South Africa. So um, what I was saying about that, about that, um, there's always, there's a guy at the like inside of the parking lot and he he chills around he's the we call them car guards okay so they take care of your car or they check that nobody's gonna like steal your car or like try and sabotage it or something while you're doing your grocery shopping and that car guard is like they literally they they run from the other side of the car park seeing that you're coming with a wagon they run to come and help you because they just want like they just want a 10 rand or 15 rand or something something like that for for um for helping you so uh, i guess they think the likelihood of you giving them a tip for watching your car while while like the likelihood is higher, I guess, for you to give them a tip if they help you with packing your groceries into the car as well. And they do that and they do it fast. They help you with the heavy things. They pack it into the car nicely. Yeah, I miss that. And in and in Europe, literally, like, there would be a strong guy standing next to you and... Like it happened to me yesterday. I was struggling to push that wagon even because uh, where we live in Geneva, um, neither my husband or I can can drink the water from the tap because it gives us an upset upset stomach. So we have to buy what the water that we are drinking, and um, it's a bit of a schlep, but it's okay. Like I can deal with it. Um, the water is super heavy. I bought like 20 liters or something of water. And, um, 
additionally to that some sparkling water as well so you can only imagine how fucking heavy the cart was um and i also bought stuff like the like canned vegetables and like you know those things that you put into the pantry like olives and whatever stuff like that it was heavy there was a dude standing next to me buff guy big guy and he literally like he didn't even offer to help i don't know i feel like that's that's just it's just not okay maybe it's the way i grew up but or, or it could either be that or it could be like south africans help each other they help each other out Sometimes it's for good reasons, sometimes it's for bad. But anyway, it's... I don't know. I feel like if you see someone struggling, you you should help them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, if I see someone struggle, I would literally drop everything that I'm doing in that moment and I will help them. It's just... It's just like the way we were brought up. And also that's an, a reason why I'm proud of being having grown up in South Africa with that culture is that we we have more I think we have more respect for other people than like for for like strangers than people here have it's okay I do I do live in a city so considering that maybe that might be the reason like people are more desensitized to other people struggling or um, just generally, like, when you're walking in the street, people don't meet your eye here, if that makes any sense. It gives you a vibe of what what it's like here. But, um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. Also, when I moved into this apartment where we're living right now, um, we've been living here for about a year now. And when we moved in, I I don't know, like, it's just, maybe it's because I come from a, like, little suburb uh, of Cape Town where, like, everybody knows each other kind of vibe um, that I feel obligated to do that. It's the first apartment building that we live in. So the previous apartment that we have had... Um, was a it was a studio we also live in a studio now um it's like 30 32 34 square meters so it's quite tiny um anyway it's the first like proper apartment in a proper apartment building that we are living in since we moved out from uh my husband's parents house and um basically I went and I got like you know those 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 Toblerones like the um it's like a chocolate with nougat inside and it's like very it's very popular everywhere but it's like a Swiss chocolate that you can pretty much buy anywhere in the world um at my grocery store there was a deal where you can buy like I think two for three or whatever like you got a, you got an extra one um, if you bought a specific amount and so I was like okay f- that's a fucking perfect gift for um, ha- like housewarming like saying hi to my to my neighbors can give them a chocolate say hi to them introduce myself because this is what you do when you move into a new apartment um, I heard that in the German part I don't I cannot speak for this for the French part but in the German part um, it is like uh more more normal to have that for um but it's like you don't go door to door so instead you like throw a party for the for your neighbors and then you host them in your new apartment um to get to know each other i don't know how popular it is nowadays with people my age um moving into apartment apartments but um yeah i've heard that that is uh, something that they do um so anyways 
um, not knowing the culture here, I decided to like take it upon myself and just go and introduce myself and give them a chocolate as a as a hello, I'm here kind of present. And I so I did that and I went and I knocked on their doors. Most of them did not answer. So I, I thought, okay, then I will go back inside. And I wrote a little letter for each person, just introducing ourselves. And um, then I put the chocolate in on their, like at their front door on their, um, in their entryway or like where the, where the entry mat is. Um, and, and then I left it there with the, with the letter on top. And um, I did it for everybody on my floor. And it's, it's only a few people. It's like, I don't know, five apartments or something like that. So it's not a big deal. And I literally, like, I kid you not, not one person, not one person came to say hi. Like, what? Not one person. Um, There was a, my direct neighbor he did say something, but only because he saw me in the, um, like, we have our post boxes, like, separate, so, um, downstairs, um, and he noticed that I spoke only English, and so I guess he put two and two together, he was like, ah, okay, maybe she's that new girl, um, with her husband, with the fucking Toblerone, and then he was like, oh, are you Katie? And I said, yeah, it's me. And he was quite shy. Very shy, actually. Um, and he, But his English was good. Like, I'm not sure why he was shy. Um, and uh, he thanked me for, for the gift. But if I didn't see him that day at the post boxes, I'm not sure he would have ever reached out. So, so I got interrupted and <laughs> Tamino came home. So we had lunch in, in the meantime. Um, let me get back to what I was saying before. Um, the cultures are different and I'm just so thankful for having grown up in a environment where kindness and like understanding is at the forefront to a certain extent I mean given South Africa's background I feel like people have made a really conscious effort to turn that culture and that history around for the better and um, that's something that I miss a lot so yeah, which kind of brings me to um, another topic that I wanted to bring up today was like building a life as a young person, especially when you have um, moved elsewhere from where you've grown up. So as I mentioned before, I grew up in a small suburb of Cape Town, Cape Town. I'm not even sure if it is considered a suburb of Cape Town, but um, it is close to Bloberg or Bloberg Strand, which is um, like it's overlooking a it's overlooking the Robben Island where Nelson Mandela was um, imprisoned. And um, the kind of culture that you would see in my hometown was like surfers a lot of surfers a lot of people who love the ocean because it was like my house was like 50 meters from the beach it was like I would walk down every day uh, sometimes I would even walk home from school on the beach that was awesome the times that I did that I really really enjoyed that um, and we have this beautiful huge sandy beaches 
especially in that area. Um, when you go further up um, the coast, you get rockier beaches. Like you can compare it to the rocky beaches of like the Italian coast. Um, but yeah, and we just we are so proud of that. And you can see Table Mountain from uh, from the beach where I grew up. And like the image is so clear in my mind. Um, and people are generally happy growing up there. So I used to go to um, the high school there, which um, was quite an amazing experience to some extent. And in others, it was horrendous because in South Africa, you have to our government schools are extremely strict so you have to like wear your hair a certain way you cannot wear jewelry like only a, only jewelry that is approved by the school um you cannot have long hair if you're if you're a boy you cannot cannot wear pants at least in my school i know that's not the case in some other schools um, in the area. Um, as a girl, you're not allowed to wear um, pants, for example, during winter time, which is for me, like, for my generation, that's a big problem because, you know, we, we don't, I, I feel like Gen Z doesn't really give in to gender norms as much as other generations do. And, um, to a very large extent, we reject these um, social norms that um, have been imposed on like women and 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 boys. You know this dichotomous like you're either a boy or a girl or like you know this dichotomy between uh, the genders. Um, we don't generally conform to that, which is problematic when you think about the school structure in South Africa. And um, we wore, I guess you could have collected from what I already said, we wore um, uniform, um, which wasn't a big deal for me. I kind of enjoyed it because you don't have to care about what you're going to wear the next day. So every day is the same and um, you get into this routine, which I feel like it made it a lot easier to get through school to a certain extent. Because you don't have that stress. But I can imagine that for other people. That this is. This could create like. Like some. Like dysmorphia. Having to wear something that you're not comfortable in. For example. Um, how do we get to this? Uh huh. Like the good and the bad and the ugly. About the school systems in South Africa. Some good things were that we had these clubs. Um, we don't actually call them clubs in South Africa. We call them like after school activities. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe other schools call it something else, but um, we, didn't re we didn't use that word club. Um, and the ones in my school, it was obligatory to have one sport and one cultural activity. That means that you have to be either part of the choir or the debate team or the chess team, or I don't even remember what my what else my school offered. School offered, but um, for me, I was part of the um, debate club or. I'm not even sure. Like, it feels weird on my tongue to say club because it's not really a club to me. It's like... But you can compare it to those uh, American school clubs, I guess. But it always ha happened after school. So after hours, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, the debate team and also I was part of the choir. And that was so much fun. Our choir was next level. We had the most beautiful voices of the West Coast. I am so sure about that. 
And like, I don't even know where most of those people are right now. I've lost contact with all of them, which is a s kind of sad, but you know, I guess it's my fault. I, I moved, so. <laughs> um, anyways, thinking back on our choir, we had such an amazing choir. We even went international at some point, like um, a selected or not selected, but a few who could afford it in, in, in my choir actually went to the US to compete at a, at a thing. And, and it was just so cool. Like our, we have that competitive spirit. We're brought up that way. In our schools, we get taught the value of togetherness. And I'm not sure if it's, it's not the same level of, like passion and and like drive as the kids get taught here in Europe. I feel like the culture is different because you growing up here, I feel like it's more like you're in it for yourself rather than like we're all in it together. That kind of vibe. So um that's something that I feel like maybe like I can allude back to my story about my neighbors. I have this like feeling of togetherness, like the second floor, people who live on the second floor and all need to come together and like, you know, second floor vibes. I don't know. Um, because it's the way that I grew up, I guess. It's the what my school taught me and what my upbringing um, prioritized over other things. So yeah, growing up in South Africa was a blessing. I I treasure that now also professionally. I've grown a lot because of the things that I learned when I was younger. So this like teamwork, togetherness, um, I feel like it changes. My perspective is different than most people's perspective here or at least the people that I work with because it's not so much that like the team effort kind of like um togetherness sort of feeling it's more like um i work my i work my i work from 8 a.m until 6 p.m and when it's 6 p.m i close off and it's it, that's the end of it and then i go home and I don't take ho work home, which like that works for uh, for some people. Like that's awesome if you can have those boundaries. Like for real, I applaud Europeans for being for for having such a work life balance. I don't. I am still. I am working on that. I'm really working on that because I work from home. And so, and I'm a project manager at a software, like at a like web agency. And um, as with a lot of people who are working in my field, they work, uh, they don't work desk jobs, they work from home most of the time. And um, although that comes with so many perks, it also comes with this like loneliness to a certain extent like sometimes I, I'm sitting at home at my desk and I'm like damn I really wish that I could sit next to my colleague and explain this to them like on my own device I don't have to share my screen I don't know it's just like the the subtleties of working together in an office setting or also just when I think back um, at like school being together with your classmates it's different like the social interaction can be very valuable and it could it even has the power to change a situation that is difficult to deal with to one that is that you can brush off your shoulder because you can like that physical 
aspect is not there, which makes problems tend to problems tend to seem like larger than they actually are um, when you're a remote team. I, I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but sometimes it can be a struggle. And but there are de- ways to deal with that, like, and that's I feel like I can attribute my South African up- upbringing to to that. Like, thank God I learned people skills when I was young, because I'm not afraid to speak up when something is bothering me, for example, and um, also just the emotional aspect of working with people. It's important to be able to, like, say how you feel using the words that other people can understand. And that's not always... I, I That's something I read. It's not always easy to do. Like, that's not such an easy thing to do because a lot of people grow up not knowing how not knowing how to put words to the feelings that they are feeling. And I didn't realize that until I became an adult. So, and I realized that it became increasingly difficult for myself to put words to feelings. And not only that, but to communicate those feelings to other people in a sustainable healthy way it's like really hard and nobody warns you of that when you're when you're a kid right so you like yeah it's just um it can be toxic like you can create a toxic environment if you don't if you're not careful of how you manage the that aspect because work is not just work in my opinion work is as much a part of my life as it is anything else um and it has priority you know so it's just so important for that environment to be healthy so that you don't end up burnt out or feeling uncomfortable in any any way. And for me, that tends to be that like feeling not like feeling vulnerable is not so easy, especially as an adult or or showing vulnerable showing vulnerability can be um, daunting, but you should do it like. If there's a situation that you have in mind, like while you're listening to me talking about this and you are scared or something is holding you back from acting on it or making a change, remember like you're the only person who can actually make that step. You should not be waiting for other people to make those decisions for you or like opportunity is not going to fall in the opportunity is not going to fall into your lap if you um, don't create the, the environment in which those opportunities could could possibly fall into your hands I don't know if that makes any sense but like you create your own uh, opportunities as much as you create the environment that you live in and complaining or like not being happy about a situation, a relationship. It could be professional, it could be casual, it could be a love interest, whatever. If you're not comfortable to raise that, like raise the problem or bring the problem to the table and speaking openly then you're as much part of the problem as the issue actually is 
So just keep that in mind. I, I try to kind of remind myself of that every single day. And it's not easy. Um, anyways. So what else did I actually wanted to talk about? I chatted a lot about like South Af- bringing like so- my South African upbringing, like how that. Sh- I feel like a lot of South Africans can also like nod their head at my, at m- especially if you have if you're an expat, you can like you feel me. <laughs> um, so perhaps it would be a good place to start chatting about where I am now and um, if you relate to my story awesome I'm really happy that we uh, can share and that I have this way of um, communicating what I've been through in the last couple of years uh, through through my voice <laughs> it's why it's been giving given to me right <laughs> anyways so right now I live in a I mentioned it before city called Geneva um, it's on the French border of Switzerland and um, it's it's great here but it's just I feel like it's not the city that I would want to spend the rest of my life in that's surely the case because there's this thing like okay I moved to Switzerland when I was 19 and I moved in with um, Tamino's parents so I moved in there at the end of that year and um, that was on the German side like I mentioned before um, when I was talking about the story where like people go and do groceries over the border anyways um, I was that side and my main objective was to learn German so that I can communicate with the people around me better so I can understand my family better and uh, so that I can become a like active participant of conversation um at the dinner table like that was the one thing it just brought me down so much that I couldn't I was sitting there I remember literally sitting there eating and I was just not understanding a single word of what was spoken and it's not like I didn't want to I felt bird like I felt like a burden to a certain extent if they felt like they needed to translate all the time so I just felt like, damn, I need to learn this language properly. I need to be able to speak it flawlessly. And I'm generally the person who puts a lot of pressure on themselves to perform. And so I got to it. I started learning German and I just put so much pressure on myself. It was too much because I basically understood a lot. After a couple of months of studying, I understood a lot, but I just did not, um, I couldn't engage in a conversation because I was kind of embarrassed of my pronunciation <laughs> and like I was scared of making mistakes, which is so stupid. You should, if you're learning a language and you want to get better quicker, The best way is to just speak. Like, I I taught or I teach English online still, but now more as a hobby than um, before. And I've seen that in my students. I have tried every method of teaching English. Like, I've tried teaching using grammar books which works for some people I've taught using visual aids and colors and like fucking every every trick in the book in the like foreign language teaching book like I've read 
so many different TEFL books or books about teaching English. And I've tried all the methods. I've failed a lot. And sometimes I felt like, damn, I'm the shitty teacher or like maybe the students are not educated enough. I don't know. Like it was, I've been through some emotional ups and downs with regards to that. Because when your student is not performing like you expect them to, it can feel like, it can feel pretty bad. Because sometimes you feel like, like, what am I doing wrong? Um, and in most cases, it really is the teacher. Like, if you're not changing, changing up the way that you're explaining something, um, or changing up the way that you're bringing a point across, especially when it comes to grammar, you're not going to succeed with your students because every single person's brain is different. Every single person learns differently. And it's, in my opinion, your like responsibility as a, as a teacher or as someone who's teaching someone something else. It can also just be like not in a classroom setting, you know? If you're not changing up the way that you're explaining something, like you, you're the problem, like not the student. Don't blame it on the student. Um, I've had really shitty math teachers in the past, and like, I've been scarred. When I was really young, I had a teacher who, um, really like, it was. It was not good. He he really blamed the kids for not understanding it. And then the ones who got lost just fell behind and he didn't do any effort to um, involve them or like get them up to speed because he just had his, had his old ways of explaining something and if you didn't get it, you didn't get it. So um, anyways, off topic. S- as a teacher, it's your responsibility to just change the way that you're explaining something. And um, what was it I was telling you before? Wow, this is a chaotic episode. <laughs> and I've been talking for an hour. That's great, actually. When I recorded my first episode, I was like, oh my god, this took so much time. Or so much time, it felt like so much time had passed. But in reality, I only spoke for like 35 minutes. (laughs) But it seems like I'm on a roll today. I have a couple of months of build-up, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Where I am now, again, going back to um, what I want to end this episode with today. Um... I lived in the German part, I learned German, long story short, it took me about two years maybe to get speaking and now I speak it fluently, I'm very proud of myself. When I think back on my experience, I'm like astonished actually that I learned German to to this proficiency or to this level of proficiency. (laughs) I don't know how I did it like... It was basically just being involved constantly in the German language because I've been living in uh, I've been living in this like in Geneva for about a year and a little and a little bit and I speak zero French and the reason for it is because uh, I'm literally never speaking to French people um, most of the time I can get along with with English or German because it's still Switzerland and some people speak German here as well. Um, As far as I know, the French speaking Swiss people also have German in school. So um, the possibility of them understanding when you're speaking German is like high-ish, not super high because most of them don't speak German properly or like don't have don't remember from school which is the case as well with German speaking uh, Swiss people is that they don't uh, actually speak French they have French in school for many years but they don't 
they don't speak it so i guess it's that thing again like you're not you're if you're not involving yourself or like your life doesn't revolve if it doesn't revolve around around learning that language then it's going to be very hard to um speak it fluently and um anyway yeah so i've been here for a bit in geneva and i still don't speak any french and i'm not i'm i i must be honest i'm not making much of an effort to um to speak it either i'm not i'm not learning it uh i'm basically never learning french like i i had a duolingo streak of one month and i gave up i didn't give up i just forgot about it and um it's just not that important to me right now in my in my life in the cycle of life that i am in right well the phase of life that i'm in at the moment it's i find it more important right now to grow professionally and to like um, focus on my um my learnings i guess personal learnings because it's the first time in my life that i'm not a student actively so um i was going to start my master's degree this year but unfortunately that's not going to be a reality reality for me um i need to wait a little bit which is i guess a good thing because it, i i need some professional experience to start with the programs that i wanted to start with which i didn't know when i was applying unfortunately i was very upset about that uh, when i first found out that um the university was not accepting people who are fresh out of their bachelor's degree so yeah um maybe next time i can tell you more about that experience um and also uh if this is some if my story as an expat um is something that uh, interests you shoot me a message and i can make another episode or um talk a little bit more about that which i guess i will anyway because that's been the reality of my life for the last four and a half years and um yeah but i wouldn't have it any other way so thanks for listening thanks for stopping by for supporting me and um i know that if you're listening to this podcast you're probably like family or close friends and um i just want to thank you for being here sincerely and for making it through this episode all the way um and also just for yeah uh sharing and um i hope that i could inspire you uh, even if it's just with something little today so take care um be healthy eat something good today maybe have a beer or two anyways thank you for coming and see you next time